0: Live at night, Monday to Thursday, put your hands together, 6 to 10 on 5FM. It's live at night on 5FM, music from Blackpink, teaming up with Cardi B, Bet You Wanna is the title of this one. Thank you so much for choosing us as your companion, the good news is you're just in time for Smash Sits with Jay Molly. Many know Jay Marley as the leader of the new wave and over the last few years he's proven that he's a force to be reckoned with And he recently dropped a, a new album and he gets to sit with me tonight to chat about his project, journey in the music scene so far Jay Marley, welcome to Live at Night, how you doing broski?
1: Yo, what's up man, how you doing, I'm good in yourself?
0: I'm feeling good man, good to have you on the show, thank you for your time man First thing first, let's let's start with um It's fair in love and war. Um you dropped this what, 2 weeks ago, I think. Um and you 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 the, the editor's note says Airy takes on trap and a personal exploration of spirituality. I look at the cover art and I'm like, yo man, what is Jay Mario on the snake, the doves? Um, where where was he? Where was his headspace when he thought or conceptualized this album? You need to walk me through, bro.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a mixtape. We dropped it last week Friday. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to drop an album at the beginning of the year, but then the whole COVID thing happened, and pretty much everyone put their albums on hold. And I put my album on hold for next year. Sort of when everything's mm-hmm. just back to normal, you know. I want to push the album with the proper way, with the proper tour, um, and go all over Africa, really. So we just did the tape to sort of give fans everything, like just some music, you know, the whole thing. And then the whole concept around it was sort of, this this the idea of, of love and war, the two extremes of like emotions between yeah. love and hate, you know. Um, yeah. It's the extreme of the two sides, of the two, of the two big sides. And it seems to be something that's inherent to nature and inherent to like the human condition, just in general, you know, life is, is sort of at war with itself. Um in, in every aspect, you know, the humans are at war with themselves, nature is at war with themselves, Evolution is at war with themselves, it's sort of like better itself and go somewhere, but it doesn't even know where it's going, it doesn't even know what it wants to achieve. Mm-hmm. And we're caught up in this, this love and war that we can't change, it's inevitable to our conditions, it's what we go through. It's something that we have to accept, sort of, you know. Um Mm. Something we learn to accept, something that we see that is going to happen regardless of how we want life to go. And we all have our own perspectives on how life should be in our own religions and our own views. But regardless of all those things, things still happen. Life still shows us the reality of how, how harsh it is, you know. And it's just at the end of the day, all is fair and love and war. It's all you're left to say once life does what it has to do with you, you know what I'm saying?
0: So, Broski, have you always been connected with your spirituality? Um, and if not, when did that moment happen for you?
1: Um, no, I actually was always a very spiritual person up until this year. Um, I know that tape does say a uh, journey with spirituality. It's, I sort of just say that because, well, I, I didn't come up with that, that explanation, actually. But mm-hmm. that's sort of just the way people can understand it. You know, it was a spiritual journey that it's... It, resulted in something much different. I I saw that the spirit and everything wasn't separate from 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 the physical matter that I am, that the, the human that I am. You know, I used to believe that there was a spiritual side to everything and to towards humans and blah blah. But mm-hmm. I saw it to be the same thing that there wasn't it wasn't really there. So I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm in touch with it anymore, but it definitely was something that I used to be in touch with.
0: Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about your love for hip-hop bro um i don't i don't even know if you'd remember this i met you back in the day like i think it was probably 20 2017 um out at some launch uh on 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 young smarts uh, there was a clothing store i just forget the name i can't think of it now and you just you just we had a brief conversation and he's like, "Yo, man, I just want people to hear my music, man. I love this. I love this hip hop thing. I live this hip hop thing. What has what has the journey been like for you and hip hop, and how that relates with your peers and your family and everything around you?"
1: Um. Well, I've always been involved with in hip hop my whole life. I've always been just surrounded by. it have been surrounded by the culture, so. It's, It's a part of me, you know? I feel like it's definitely a part of me. I feel like I definitely contribute towards it and everything. Um, I don't know, but I I love hip-hop, you know? I always have, and I always will. It's always, like, taken over me whenever I've heard it. It's always become my favorite genre. I really, like, you know, consume music. So my whole journey's been great, you know? I've just been trying to take this hip-hop sound and incorporate it with so many different things and then take my... Take like the stuff I used to listen to as a kid and the stuff I know from back then and the classical stuff and the classic rock and the, all the old stuff I know, and try to incorporate it with that, so so I can have like a new sound, but it still has a very nostalgic element towards it, you know mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We're definitely hearing it uh in in this tape, man. I was checking it out early uh, earlier on today, and I was like, the musicality on it is 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 really dope i I, I gotta big it up now here's a record that's really doing well. Angna stress teaming up with Titch and Younger Chief. You gotta to talk to me about the process, how the collaboration came about. Did the beat come first? Uh, did the hook come first? And and the synergy between the three of you guys.
1: Um, it actually came about while I was in Swaziland this year. I was I was in Swaziland for about four months during the lockdown when it just started. I was sort of trapped there, so I was trying to finish this tape. I was trying to like hit people up because I thought you know lockdown. This is the best time to like take advantage of the fact that everyone's at home and everyone's on their phones, you know? So I hit up Costa, I sent him a song that I wanted him on. And we just thought, like, okay, this is a oh, but we could do something way more trendy, something way more commercial, mainstream, a hit, you know, a single of the tape. So he sent me the chorus of Agnes Triss with the beat, everything. I liked it. I laid my verse on the same day, I think. And then I sent it to Younger the next day because I just thought, his voice would sound perfect on it, and then he literally sent me the verse back in two hours. So the song was like literally done in a day, um, but obviously we just held on to it um, for the release of the tape and everything.
0: Who, who gave you the title leader of the new wave outside of the EP? You know, because it seems like wherever you go and you get introduced, they say the leader of the new wave.
1: Uh, that was actually a self-proclaimed title at, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that's what you gotta do, you know, that's what Kanye West does and that's how it works from so well. Like you gotta convince people, not convince them, but just tell them who you are because people won't give the benefit of the doubt. So I just felt like I wasn't getting credit for that whole side of it. And it was a very self proclaimed title, but I mean I think I live up to it and everyone calls it calls me that, you know. They agree. So yeah.
0: Um, back in 2016, when you were releasing music for for The Cloud, um, did you think you'd see yourself where you are in, in 2018,
1: 2019? Um, you know, when I first did it, and I first dropped my, my first single, I didn't, because it was just like the fun. And then when I saw it take off, I thought, okay, cool, this thing can work. Because it was always a dream of mine when I was a kid. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't see myself being a rapper or anything. Like, back then, I saw myself being a rock star, you know, when I was a little kid. I used to play guitar. Um, and then I got into hip-hop and then that that sort of dream just died. I never saw myself being a rapper, you know, it was sort of far from, from what I envisioned. Um, and then the song took off and I was just like, damn, this could work. And from then I, I saw myself being huge. So I didn't, I didn't have a doubt in my mind, sort of, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now in terms of like building that confidence, you know, having that confidence for yourself, um, is it is it is it encouraged by those around you seeing your potential, or is it encouraged by naysayers not believing that you're going to take it to the next?
1: Those around me, you know, I feel like that's how people build the perception of themselves. Generally, anyways, is by the thoughts of others around them and how other people perceive them. People let the world sort of tell them who they are. So definitely, the encouragement is others. You know, they've always had faith in me. Since the beginning, people have always just seen something in me, so that definitely played one of the biggest parts to it all. Mm.
0: Let's talk about let's talk about Never Broke. Who is Never Broke? It's an is it a is it a team? Um, a team of creatives. What are they about? What do they represent? Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's just a team of young independent creatives. Um, we, we wreck independence and just doing stuff on our own and. Um, just being young and fresh and innovative, you know, we, we do a lot of things, sort of management team, record label, uh, visual production house. But we do we do so much. We're just many a team, though. It's all about like family and everything.
0: Um, uh, you're Pretoria boy, Centurion, right?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, I grew up on Pretoria my whole life.
0: Yeah, another kid who's from uh, Pretoria, um, uh, causing a lot of havoc, uh, social media frenzy. You and uh, you and him, that is, uh, the big hash. Did you guys squash that beef that you guys had?
1: Um, I never had any beef on my side, personally. Mm. You know, it was never a malicious thing on my end. It was just like a hip-hop thing. Right. Um, we still followed each other after the beef. We never really spoke about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We've never spoken since the beef. But on my side, everything's chilled, man. I got love for him. I still think he's a great artist. I've always supported Hash.
0: Yeah, man. I think you guys should collaborate, man. Uh, I mean, when you guys are, are happy to do it, you know what I mean? Because I think I think you guys will come out with some, some some really dope. Like even a, a joint EP, you know, just going head to head and stuff like that. I think it would be really dope. Um. All right. Now let's talk about. <clears throat> Let's talk about cosigns. Um, you've received cosigns uh, from the industry. Um, the benefit of that, and if there is a downside to that, what, what, what has the journey been for you? Um,
1: well, in terms of like a cosign, I don't feel like I, I really got a cosign, you know. Um, I feel like that's sort of, it's much different. That's sort of when an artist puts you on their song and an artist sort of really like pushes you. Unless you just mean cosign like someone says you dope. You know, then I, I definitely have, but I don't feel like I've had a, a credit co-sign from anybody, to be honest. Um, so I don't, I don't think I've experienced any negative side of that. You know, mm-hmm.
0: I guess. I guess also, I'm, I'm speaking directly um, uh, to uh, uh, PH Raw X. You know, he, he he always speaks highly of you outside of obviously you guys being collaborators. And uh, uh, Ricky Rick is also another dude outside of being collaborators. He speaks highly of you, you know. And when you look at the the platforms, the vlogs, uh, you like uh, the blogs uh, in terms of South African hip hop, they rate you. So so that's what I was referring to. But let's let's segue into Jay Marley, the director, the editor, the grader. Um, how did that that about and, and when did you like when did it hit you like yo man i'm gonna make my own art i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wait for the dude to make my treatment because i want to shoot this video now
1: yeah it actually started before my my rap career i was actually a photographer mm-hmm. um that's how my my whole career started because i used to take photos photos of these other rappers and then they insisted that i started rapping with them and then my whole career took off so i was always into the visual side but more in the photography lane And then there was a time I had to shoot my own video and I had no money. So that was the first video I ever put out. I just got my sister to like rent equipment from her university that she was studying at um, to get it for free. And then I literally learned how to use Premiere and how to edit the night we shot it. And I edited it like the next day and I put it out. And then from there I just decided like I can actually do this thing, you know. If I could have Mm -hmm. learned how to do this thing in the night, Mm -hmm. it could definitely take some time. And just learn how to do my own thing, because I know that like other people don't know what I want, and they can't. They're not going to get the vision right, you know. I know what I want, so if I can make it happen, why not?
0: Mm-hmm. Now let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about something um, equally serious uh, when when it comes to our output uh, from a creative point and uh, our well-being, mental health. You know, um, for for mental wellness, how, how did that? How did that come about?
1: Um, I think that sort of just came about when I dropped my first um, EP, Dreams Money Can Buy. It was a very sort of personal uh, take, where I just spoke about a lot of my issues and my problems, and I feel like a lot of people related to that, I would always get DMs from people saying that it helped them with their depression, with their anxiety, and it helped them just do their tough times, you know? And then I think that sort of just became a known thing to a lot of people, and I just started getting asked about it a lot on interviews and that just kind of became a thing, you know? Mm, 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 mm.
0: That's really dope, man. Big shout out to you for taking it further. And, and also, I think penning your, your personal experience takes a lot and putting it out in the public uh, to consume it is also another conversation altogether. Now, let's talk about what the future looks like for Jay Marley, man. Um, wh- wh- what can we expect from you?
1: Man, I'm trying to travel the world. You know, in terms of the, the long future, I'm trying to get out of South Africa. I'm trying to go to Africa from there, conquer the States, Europe. Um, I'm just waiting for Corona to sort of be done, be done for. In terms of, you know, short term, I'm dropping an album soon next year. That's the thing we're working on and leading up to, just trying to get all the, the features and all the, all the music done and the whole concept and everything. And then I'm going to start rolling that out. Um, that's going to be the big thing to look for but yeah other than that just like world domination just taking this thing bigger
0: oh last but not least I gotta talk about love man who's got heart right now man
1: <laughs>
0: who's got my heart <laughs> yeah who did you give your heart to bro ah
1: uh, this other actress
0: this other actress hey sh- yeah. jay hey, J- <laughs> molly is on. is in a league of his own guys did you hear that an actress Huh? <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> now we're shooting (laughs) movies (laughs) yeah we're shooting movies now jay molly broski i appreciate you before i let you go we got to talk about this record where you team up with um ricky rick and frank casino on camera i saw the visuals yeah and i just could not help but think to myself damn frank casino is cool
1: (laughs) yeah damn this trip is crazy when he pulled up i was like hey too much. frank casino is one of my biggest like um essay FA fashion inspirations you know whenever people ask me who i rate in south africa i always say ricky rick frank casino and then i gotta say myself just because uh-huh. gotta put yourself on you know
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. and and what what is what is the saw what is the song all about for those who don't know on camera um
1: i don't even know i think it's it's quite a it's quite a What's the word? Um, original yeah. chorus. I don't think it's similar to, to many other songs, which is what I like about it. Uh-huh. I was just sort of speaking about my life. It was about the time I was in Cape Town last year, uh-huh. living it up. And yeah, it's fixing on camera. So talking about like, it's, I always go out to the camera. I always got my the cameraman with like, me. Yeah. Just like recording my life, you know?
0: Yeah, man. Molly, I appreciate you from photographer behind the lens to be the main dude in front of the lens taking the globe by storm through his music i appreciate you man keep on keeping on keep that head on your shoulders i see big things happening for you and you know what's really dope you speaking your truth stay speaking your truth bro bro
1: for sure thank you so much for having me on the show man it's been great
0: easy jay marley ladies and gentlemen live at night monday to thursday to 10 on 5FM.